Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, March 13th. Canada's financial institutions regulator has taken temporary control of the Canadian branch of failed Silicon Valley Bank. OSFI announced that it seized the branch in a statement Sunday, which stated Superintendent Peter Routledge's intention to seek permanent control of its assets and requesting that the Attorney General of Canada apply for a winding-up order. Canada's largest banks suffered large losses in their stock value as the contagion of the Californian bank's failure spread. By taking temporary control of the Canadian branch of SVB, we're acting to protect the rights and interests of the branch's creditors, Routledge said. I want to be clear, the Silicon Valley Bank branch in Canada does not take deposits from Canadians, and this situation is the result of circumstances particular to Silicon Valley Bank in the United States. In the US, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation was appointed receiver of SVB by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. As of December 31, 2022, SVB had approximately $209 billion US dollars in total assets and about $175.4 billion in total deposits. The amount of uninsured deposits will be determined once the FDIC obtains additional information from the bank and customers. SVB is the first FDIC-insured institution to fail this year. OSFI granted SVB an order to commence and carry on business as a foreign bank branch on February 27, 2019. Under restrictions placed on foreign bank branches that are distinguished as lending branches, SVB was prohibited from accepting deposits or otherwise borrowing money except from financial institutions. Bond markets surged and US equity futures erased gains as the collapse of SVB continued to reverberate through trading desks. Bloomberg reports that contracts on the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 initially rallied early on Monday as investors dialed back rate hike bets, but gave up those gains amid worries about the health of the banking and tech sectors. First Republic Bank shares slumped more than 60% in pre-market trading as the regional lender became the latest casualty of liquidity concerns. Investors sought the safety of bonds. Treasury two-year yields dropped as much as 26 basis points to 4.33%, heading for their steepest three-day decline since Black Monday of October 1987. The 10-year yield fell to a one-month low and the dollar extended a decline against major peers. The stock's Europe 600 index tumbled 2.5%, led by banks and insurers. HSBC Holdings fell more than 2% after it was announced it had bought the UK unit of SVB. The risk of a banking crisis underscored the tension between the Federal Reserve's efforts to cool the economy and tame inflation, with burgeoning concerns that 4.5 percentage points of rate hikes in the space of a year will spark a recession and a rout in riskier assets. Retiring to Florida may be a long-held goal of many ageing Canadians, but are they making the right choice? Not according to a new report that collated data from more than 60,000 older residents across America to determine the most age-friendly states. Spoiler alert, Florida did not make the top 10. The research from the Age-Friendly Institute used a World Health Organization structure to assess the states with healthcare, housing, transportation, social engagement, jobs and financial security in focus. With an expected 73 million people set to be aged 65 or older by 2030, states are creating master plans to ensure they meet their needs, including policies and initiatives to ensure that older adults can lead fulfilling and healthy lives. A recent poll from CIBC found that only around one-fifth of potential snowbirds had discussed their plans with a financial advisor. So, which states beat Florida to the coveted top 10 age-friendly states of America? Number one was Delaware, followed by Idaho, Hawaii, Arkansas, New Jersey, Maine, Massachusetts, South Carolina, Alabama and Louisiana. Florida only managed 14th place in the rankings. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, why Goldman is now expecting a Fed rate pause. 
Sweden's $90 billion pension pot won't accept non-ESG funds. And despite the economy, Rolex is boosting luxury watch output. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.